Hi, and welcome to It's Fine, You're Fine, We're Fine, a spiritual journey transforming consciousness one conversation at a time. Guess what? In the grand scheme of eternity, we are all fine. Everything is fine. Join Tony and Dr. Matt in our weekly deep dive of all things healing, transformation, and awakening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hi everyone, welcome back to It's Fine, You're Fine, We're Fine, where we are doing our little wrap-up and summary episode here on our month of abundance. Hope y'all been enjoying just like all the good information and suggestions and exercises and homework and mindset shifts that we've been sharing with you all to help transform your relationship with money. And we're just going to kind of share a few like things today and just kind of help put like all those little pieces together for you so that moving forward in life like you're super clear about how to work with all of these things in in an accessible way yeah and before we start our deep dive as usual our it's fine moments and we actually have an it's fine moment that was sent in by a listener so we're gonna just share that with you all it's an interesting story i think this person (laughs) would be okay now that this experience is done and over and it's after the fact saying that it's kind of of a funny story yeah (laughs) but i'm sure in the moment it was not the most funny thing okay all right i'm just going to kind of like read what she has here all right she says my it's fine moment came to mind with tony's story about the flight layover in charlotte particularly the hotel room and washing her sink in the underwear If you have listened to that episode, I'm sure you probably remember that part. (laughs) Um, My family had a similar emergency hotel stay, even without the benefit of prison toothbrushes. It was not a Radisson. Um, To preface, seeing the Aurora Borealis is one of the top things on my bucket list. So when it was in local news in early December that there was a strong chance of visibility further south than normal, almost as far south as Kansas City, I had immediately got in my mind that I had to see it. Mind you, this was the absolute height of COVID, and I'm not a spontaneous person. But I had been in a depressive funk, and so when this got me super excited, my husband and I brainstormed how best to go about it, which turned out to be leaving that afternoon and driving all night round trip so the kids could be back home on Wi-Fi for their remote classes the next morning, and my husband could make his doctor's appointment. I figured out exactly what time we would need to turn around and come home for the kids 810 login. I packed snacks and cold drinks so that we could make the trip as socially distanced as possible. It was going to be fine. We drove all afternoon and evening, got out and watched the stars for a little while in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota, and then realizing we're almost at our max distance from home before we had to turn around, we found a lakeside road we thought might give us a good view if there was ever going to be anything to see. Well, we somehow missed the turnoff for that road. So we took the SUV off-road and it turned out it wasn't a road. It was railroad tracks that had passed under the road and now we were stuck. And something under the car was scraping and my kids were freaking out. Can you all imagine turning onto railroad tracks and how terrifying that would be? Oh my God, it's fine. Um, so then she continues, my husband finally whipped the wheel hard enough that we jumped the tracks, 
but we not only burst two tires getting free, we wrecked a rim. <laughs> oh my gosh. My own anxiety was clawing to get out. After all, it was my trip I'd pressured us all into taking. I was the one who'd seen the road we tried to take, and now I was realizing the kids were going to miss class. My husband was going to miss his appointment, our car was broken, and we wouldn't be home by morning to feed the dog. And it was all my fault. But at least we we're off those tracks, I reasoned. I mean, yes. <laughs> We were fine. Definitely. It was fine. Our adrenaline was racing and the kids were sobbing that this was the worst day of their lives when a half hour before it had been the best thing ever. <laughs> but somehow, miraculously, I kept myself calm for their sake, even though I too was absolutely wanting to freak out. And I just kept reminding them that it was over and we were fine. Even the car would be fine. And it was. We eventually got a tow and a hotel room and 12 hours later or so, the car was repaired and we were on the road for home. I'd email the kids' teachers to tell them car trouble was going to prevent them from logging on that day and we called the husband's dad to come feed the dog. The kids learned to play foosball while we waited in the mechanic shop watching Highway to Heaven reruns and everything turned out fine. Though I will probably never ever be spontaneous <laughs> again. <laughs> it is so very fine. That is quite the saga. I know. So, number one, so happy to hear that y'all got off of the railroad tracks because, oh my God, I can't even imagine. I probably would have forgot that it was fine in that moment because I'd have just been waiting for a train to come barreling down after us. Yeah, and Matt and I have both spent time working on trains together, right. and it is not a joke. No, when that thing is coming, you better get out the way. Right. Like, it ain't, yeah. Wow. Uh, that's a lot of so many things all at once and you know your ability to stay at least appear to be calm on the outside yeah. is a definitely a miraculous thing that I'm sure most people would not have been able to do so like that's impressive and it's great that you were able to kind of remind yourself that it really was fine and you were going to get through it in that moment actually I technically happened before our podcast even started because she said it was December um, and then our podcast started what like March or so I think yeah um, but I will say like I think it's also that these moments are valuable if at the end looking back you can say you've learned something absolutely I think it's really easy for these types of moments to happen and just be like why did that happen to me mm -hmm. I can't believe that happened to me. Right. Um, now, one thing I would say, because, you know, based on what this person is sharing at the end, is that it seems like one of your takeaways is that you can't be spontaneous ever again. And I'm going to challenge you on that and suggest that, like, that's not actually the thing that was to be learned, because absolutely you can be spontaneous and being spontaneous is great. But like, you know, even with spontaneity, I feel like we've got to allow ourselves to have some level of discernment to kind of check in with like, yes, this is something I want to do, but like, what's the reality of it actually working out right now? You know, like one thing I was feeling in, like, you know, just from this person, like in the sharing of that story is like all this pressure, right? Like, yeah. so I feel like that, like, maybe that's something to kind of check in with to see you know, how much pressure you're putting on like this situation and for it to work out and for it to kind of go perfectly as planned. Um, 
yeah so i just feel like i don't know like that's just kind of intuitively like what i was feeling so much as i was reading it and it just feels like that there's maybe something there you know even just in terms of like patterns in your life to check in with to see like how you might put pressure on other aspects of your life for it to like be and i don't even know if perfect is the right word but for it to go exactly as you have planned so it's really more about expectations and what i have learned a couple of times i'll say when i say a couple it's more than that but um you gotta leave room for surprise yeah um leaving room for surprise means you can sometimes get more than you could have imagined right especially when you're taking an overnight road trip to minnesota and like to the T, you had planned out exactly the moment you had to turn around to be back for those other things. I might have just tried to get this that morning stuff or the next day figured out. So you didn't have to feel as much pressure to get back because that's such a long enough distance that anything could happen. Yeah. So maybe, you know, like that's something to consider in the future so that you don't even hopefully have to get yourself to that moment where you have to like really, you know, it's fine yourself through it. And that way you can maybe still give yourself permission to be spontaneous because like there's so much beauty that can come from spontaneity. Yeah. You just kind of have to maybe like let your life be set up in a way like in that particular moment, like in a way that supports that spontaneity, like in a realistic way. Yeah. But that was a funny story. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure I would not be laughing during, but I feel like it is kind of a funny story to tell after the fact now. And definitely a great memory. And the fact that you are all able to get through it together and, you know, you didn't like destroy each other is great. So and I'm like sure the kids memory. are happy to maybe not have to be at school or uh, to have <laughs> right. to log on at eight o'clock in the morning for school right. and got to play foosball instead. Exactly. And so. like, I was just another part of that adventure. So it's really all fine. Mm. Mm. Thank you for being willing to, you know, share that with us, because I think that it can definitely help other people see like where they've been in its fine moments. Like, and I'm thinking like, even specifically around like car trouble, because that's something most people, if not every person can relate to on some level especially when it's like such an inconvenience to where it impacts like these other aspects of your lives and when it's yeah. unexpected and like because it's not just you you've got the kids the husband right the dog, like there's just but... so many things yeah mm. thank you for sharing how do you but like lord please don't let me ever have to just accident turn up on some railroad tracks because i don't know if i tried to get the car off if i couldn't i might just get out the car and leave that little thing there because I ain't about, because them trains will come out of nowhere. They do. I ain't trying to get hit. Yeah. Oof. Wow. It's fine. Remember, y'all, we love, like, hearing from you and your it's fine moments. And so, like, you know, you're always welcome to share. Even if it is, like, you know, in this case, like, a situation that kind of happened in the past, it doesn't have to be, like, a current thing happening right now or have just happened in order for you to share it with us. Yeah. We love sharing and it's great, right, for our listeners to not only just always hear like my experience and Tony's experience, but to hear the experience of others too. Mm -hmm. 
right? So that you can see that, okay, like it's not just us that teaches about using it's fine as a mantra and that it works for us, but it like totally works for others too. Yeah. So we really, yeah. In. And it, oh, I always get excited when, when we get uh, an it's fine moment. Me I'm too. Like, Cause I'm almost like, we're putting it out there in the world. Okay. Yeah. Bring it on y'all um okay so like we were saying earlier at the beginning like our deep dive for this week is really just going to be kind of um like ending up wrapping up our month that we've been having on like abundance and money and looking at all the different aspects of transforming our relationship with money and even using you know like that kind of connecting with abundance and being abundance as an access to helping you transform your relationship with money as well as looking at all the areas in your life where like scarcity has been there, which is really just the illusion of scarcity, right? But of course, living in that illusion of scarcity is always going to have you experiencing scarcity in your life, whether it's around not enough money, not enough time, not enough love, not enough connection, not enough possibilities or opportunities or whatever that not enoughness is, right? Like, whatever you're putting energy into, that's the experience you're going to have. So if you're putting energy into like lack and scarcity, that's what you're going to experience. If you're putting energy into abundance, that's what you're going to experience. So, you know, like that's like that saying that people always say where your focus goes, it grows. Right. So just allow yourself to really kind of examine, you know, not only like just your relationship with money, but like your relationship with abundance and scarcity, like beyond just money, but into time and food and resources and possibilities and love and connections and relationships and really just all the aspects of your life. Because and all of, uh, go ahead. And all of these come back to our, all of those, our relationships with those things come back to our beliefs, mm -hmm. what we believe about money and what we believe about time what we believe about food god love connection all of these things those our beliefs are the blueprint of our relationships with these things mm -hmm. so when we believe that we have to work hard to make money we wow. will be we will be shown that we and our relationship will be that we have to work really hard to make money otherwise believe, you don't have it right when we believe that we don't have enough time in the day to get the things done that we want to get done, everything that happens in our day will be evidence to support that belief. You will not have enough time to get the things done that you want and need to get done. Nope. And the more anchored in that belief gets, the harder it is to transform. Right. It's not impossible. It just takes more work and effort. Right. So really think about what, what, uh, we have an opportunity here is what I'll say to transform any limiting beliefs you have about money, God, time, food, love, connection, relationships. You know, and in transforming those like beliefs and how you're relating to it, one thing that like feels important to share is like, don't get caught up in, you know, like other people and, and mm -hmm. what that has and like their experience of abundance of scarcity of money and, and letting that mean that you have to have the same experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like as an example, like, okay, well, there's all these people over here struggling and it's not available for them. So like, well, 
who am I to think that like I can have money or I can have abundance? Who you are to think that is someone who maybe is aware or choosing to believe that like it's just it's worthy of that you're worthy of abundance. Like abundance is who we are. It is literally the essence of love, right? So if we're made out of love, we're made out of abundance, which means it's always there within us. Like you don't have to earn abundance. Right. You don't have to earn like living like magic and adventure and beauty and relationship and love and connection in your life. You deserve all of it just because you're a being, you're a consciousness, you're a soul. So it's important to really let yourself, you know, just kind of live in that knowing that like you don't have to work so hard for it. You know, and like we talked in the human design um, episode when we had Emma come back on and talk to us about human design and money that like, you know, certain gates and channels and centers where there's definition in your human design body graph can speak to like, like your experience or relationship with money and abundance. But if you have none of those gates or channels or centers to find, it doesn't mean that abundance isn't available to you or it doesn't mean that you don't have the ability to manifest or create or attract or come into alignment with those resources that prosperity that abundance that you're seeking right Right. it just may mean that this life that this life for you is about really learning that and whereas maybe your consciousness hasn't yet fully learned that and experienced that before coming into this lifetime but it doesn't mean that it's not possible right so you deserve an abundance of love an abundance of money an abundance of relationships of food of safety of security of connection all those things that you seek and desire it's available to you and the only thing that stops you from experiencing it is you believing it's not possible it's not available or that you're not worthy of it right abundance is available when we choose it mm-hmm. right it is our natural state when we choose it. And when I say choose it, I mean choosing it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And every decision that you make and every word that comes out of your mouth and every thought that you think, you have the option between a prosperity mindset and a poverty mindset, an abundant mindset and a scarcity mindset. Yep. Every single thing that you do So that also means if you make 10,000 decisions in a day, if 9,000 of them (laughs) are from a place of abundance, you're on the right path, baby. Mm -hmm. That's really good. That's great. If half of them are from an abundance mindset, you're headed in the right direction. But it's not, you can't just, decide today okay from now on I'm abundant I'm abundant it's a choice that you make over and over and over and over again yep it's not just saying I am abundant now choose it in the way that you choose to feel and Mm -hmm. the way that you have conversations and interactions with others um in all moments When you're looking at the clock, are you looking at the clock thinking, wow, I have so much time left. Are you thinking, I can't believe it's already, you know, 1130. Right. Because guess what, y'all? 
it's okay to choose abundance. Yes. It's okay to choose money. You know, if you're a person that maybe like you grew up poor or at least like maybe lower middle class where there was maybe some struggles financially, or maybe you heard people, whether family, friends, or wherever those conversations may have been, talk about like how it's money's hard to come by, or like there's no extra money for the things that we love, or we can only spend money on like food and paying the bills, like all of those like restrictive and limiting things that you heard around money and abundance at growing up in your life as you've traveled through your life like does it mean that you have to take those on as true for you just because it's been someone else's reality does not mean it has to be your reality and that can also like it can be understandable if you experienced you know growing up with those types of conversations around you that like you also struggle with money and abundance because some part of you did take those limiting beliefs on as your truth but like Tony was sharing, like whenever you decide that you don't want that to be your truth anymore and you now want abundance to be your truth, you're the only person that can shift that and transform that. Yeah. And no matter who you are, no matter what your experience in life has been, it's always possible for you to transform that. Always. You know, what's really interesting is just within the last few weeks, Matt, I have been looking at, you know, we're, we're discussing money this month on the podcast, but please believe like money is something that I've been looking over in the last month um, as well, personally. And I've been really thinking about um, where some of my quote money traumas have come from. Mm, and money traumas I like that right and it's not necessarily that it's like this big you know blow up of a you know dramatic saga moment that happens as a child or throughout your life because I've had I mean I've like I've discussed with you with uh, our listeners I've been homeless I've also you know on a routine basis had 10k in the bank so it it's gone from pretty, you know, extremes. Uh, But I was thinking about when I was a kid, the first time that I ever remember anybody ever talking about money to me, and what that what that experience was. And the experience was telling a friend of mine that I went to pre K with. So that's how young I was that I wanted to go to this amusement park together. And he um, went home and told his parents and then his parents called my parents to sort it out so that we could go and do this. And as soon as um, my mom got off the phone, she said, why did you say that you wanted to do that? It's way too expensive. You Mm. shouldn't have been talking about doing that. I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, right, right, right. but, and then we still ended up going, mm. but I remember feeling so guilty and so ashamed. Mm. And that's the story that I have carried throughout my life has been, I can have fun, but at the expense of other people, right. It's too expensive for me to, to experience joy. Right. Um, 
I can have what I want, but others won't be happy about it. Mm. Um, I have to choose between joy and money. Wow. Like in this one moment, this one moment that, you know, how many times as kids did all of us hear our parents say, that's too expensive. Mm -hmm. We don't have the money for that. We don't have the money for that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've just had so much unraveling in the last few weeks, just from that one thing that happened when I was, you know, four or five years old. Um, It's like a powerful moment. You know, that's why I always tell clients like, Trauma is less about what happens to you and more about how you relate to what happens to you in terms of if it determines that that's a trauma for you or not, because another person could experience that moment. It doesn't even phase them. Exactly. Right. So that's why like, it's important for you to not get caught up. Like when it comes to trauma, comparing like things that were traumatic for you to other people, right? right? Especially if it's in to a person who in their mind, like you experiencing that thing wasn't traumatic. Like no other person gets to tell you if what you experienced was traumatic, but you, because you're the person experiencing that. But I encourage you guys to start to think about what was the first interaction you had with money? What was the very first interaction you had with money? And just start to think about what are these times that you've had, you know, whether it was the very first time or other times in childhood or even your early adulthood, whenever that was, where you started where you took on uh, and you formed a new belief mm-hmm. that isn't true, you know, cause I've been walking around for the last, you know, 28 years believing that I have to choose between joy and money right? or, and that I can have what I want, but no one else is going to be happy about it. Right. So you getting what you want has to come through other people right right um so go ahead matt i was just gonna say i was thinking about when you were talking about like you know kind of like your like early experiences of money and like definitely my family i mean from almost everyone there is almost there's always this like there's not enough money for that not enough money i mean especially like with my dad and then you know i think about my grandparents and like they're like there would be enough money like for things to an extent like you know like they would definitely like take us out to eat more and like that was okay or take us on vacations Mm -hmm. and then but like it still was kind of you know looking at like them and seeing that there were things that they were sacrificing for themselves so that we could have what we wanted so you know there's very much this thing that like well not everybody can have what they want there's only enough for like some people Mm-hmm. and you know I think about like because I was really good at saving money as a kid because every time I got on a roll my grandma would give me anywhere from 20 to 40 dollars and I always got on a roll like every time and so You're trying I was trying to make that money yeah I was making <laughs> I was bringing in the money and you know gosh like at what's that like middle school high school maybe elementary school was on a roll I think then I don't remember but like I you know like would just save that money because it's not like there was really a lot that I needed to spend money on mm-hmm. or wanted to spend money on um but like once I eventually got to the point where there were things to spend money on I'm like saving why would I do that I'm just gonna spend and then I think about, you know, like when I lived with my uncle, like as a teenager, they were almost the opposite. 
like whatever they wanted they bought for themselves like right. they're you know definitely wasn't this like not enough money but I saw would always feel guilty because I'm like well they're my uncle like you know like they're not my parents I just moved in with them they're already doing so much for me yeah so you know I would feel guilty about like receiving any sort of money or anything from them and so you know like thinking about like how my relationship with money has been it's always been kind of changing and evolving but it was always like in response to someone else mm-hmm. and like someone else having like the the control over my flow of money in some right. type of way you know and so for me like as an adult and like you know like what I shared in earlier episodes around being abundance how I transformed all of that it has really been about like I have the possibility to make that money that my money doesn't have to come from other people. And technically it's coming from other people and that like, you know, when clients are paying me, but in there, there's like an exchange of energy, right? right. So like, I'm still doing the work, and, but doing work that brings me joy that doesn't even necessarily feel like work where I am receiving money so that I can pay my bills and experience the things that I want to. And it took time, you know, for me to get to that point of me consciously transforming my relationship with money like what Tony was sharing earlier and having to choose that over and over and over and over and over again. Right. You all have that ability. I'm not any more special or any more equipped or less equipped than any other person. And as you can see, just like from hearing the conversation that Matt and I are having right now, it doesn't matter how far along you are on your quote path of abundance or how much work you have done to um, get to uh, what you feel is success. As we've discussed before, success is that thermostat, um, not a thermometer. So it's gonna continually reset. And when they do reset, there are, I, you know, I don't always, some people don't always like this, but new level, new devil. You know, Mm. there will be new layers to uncover, new things that show up, new areas to forgive, beliefs you didn't even know you had that need to be transformed. Um, Don't give up on yourself, y'all. Like, no matter what your current relationship or journey or experience of money is, and no matter maybe how much in the hole it feels like you are, how far behind you feel like you are, there's still always room for you to like not only catch up but to get ahead yeah but it just takes that conscious work over and over and over and over it's not just going to happen for you without you putting in the work yeah but it's not too far away from you and and that um that reminds me somebody recently asked me you know i i pray for i pray for a financial miracle like i'm doing all the mindset work doing all this And there comes a certain point when you no longer pray for the miracle, you be the miracle. Mm. Very bad. If you want your life, if you want your financial situation to look different, you got to put in the work, the mind work, the physical work, the emotional work, the spiritual work, and effort on top of all of that. Yeah, we're not saying I'm not saying that um, you can change your beliefs and then just sit in bed all day and meditate and all of a sudden your bank account's going to be flush. Right. It might be nice. It might. 
you know, um, and it'll get there a whole, but you might be waiting for a while. Right. It'll get there a whole lot faster though, if you can meet, meet in the middle. And, so maybe uh, that looks like getting a new job. Maybe that looks like allowing someone to help you like learn how to manage your money more, right? right. Like maybe that looks like you believing that like the thing that you're most passionate about that it's possible to do that thing in a way that like financially supports you in your life. Maybe it means so many options. making different financial choices. Yeah. Meaning like for me, I used to buy a lot of things to impress people I didn't like. Well, <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Okay. Um, so you. And I have a lot more money. Uh, <laughs> Don't give, don't give your money away to bitches you don't like. Right. And don't spend your money on things to impress people that you don't even care about. Right. Yeah, like or that aren't, that aren't, uh, that would even care about, you know, having a material item. Um, and one other note that I want to touch on is asking questions, asking yourself better questions. As you move through this, uh, through transforming your money story, I think it's one of the questions I used to ask all the time was, why don't I have any money? Why am I broke? Why is it, why is, you know, why do I have to go to work? Why is it so hard to make money? Mm -hmm when you can transform those questions from why don't I have any money to what is it going to take for me to change my financial situation right. from why does, you know, why is work so hard? I, you know, I hate my job to what do I love to do and how do I, who do I see making money doing what I love to do? Right. It's possible for them. It's possible for me. Amen. It's like ask those questions that feel more empowering rather than disempowering. Right. Right. And when, possible. yeah. And those asking better questions leads right into how can you constantly affirm your abundance? Um, and our first episode, Matt shared an incredible affirmation that he used to ignite his uh, financial turnaround. And um, as you see him show. now, an entrepreneur working for himself very successfully. What I love, I mean, this year I've had all the biggest months that I've ever had in my business have been this year. I mean, the, by the end of this month, it'll be the second biggest month I've ever had. Amen. First biggest month, I think was April. We love and the month after it. that was the second biggest, which that month will now become the third biggest. Okay. <laughs> you know, and so like you really do just have to consciously be putting in the energy and the effort and the work. And like, you know, like really like, like not just like saying it or thinking it, but like literally living it and being right. it because like that, if you're saying something, but like who you're being and what you're doing is, is different. Like they're like, those are not in alignment. Like they're not going to, going to have the same power, but like, like what you're showing the universe that you are living in, like they're going to respond to that even more so than just the thoughts that you're having. 
right? right? So get your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors, your actions, your mindset, your desires, your intention, all of that into alignment with each other. And that's when you're putting all of your magic, all of your fuel, all of your energy into making those things become your reality. Amen. And then you just got to stay consistent with it. Right. Cause even like when I got to the point where I was like, okay, cool. Like this affirmation has worked. This like being abundance work has worked. Like for me, like I, it's not just like, I didn't then just stop doing it. I still kept doing that work. You know, like for me, it was about like really maintaining, but like what ended up really happening, like from just continuing to reinforce the work, even as the abundance was showing up and becoming more consistent was that like, then things have continued to grow and expand even more. And for me, it's not necessarily out of the pursuit of more, right? It's really just out of the pursuit of like being abundance right now. Girl, the abundance wasn't showing up. You were showing up. Because the abundance on, was already man. there. Mm, come on, daddy, tell me about it. <laughs> and like, I continue to show up, right? Yeah. And then like, be that reminder for others of what's possible. But you know, that's part of being a manifesting generator. We're here to show the world what's possible. Yeah. And you know, like all the ways. And for me, like one of the ways I want to show people what is possible is through abundance. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, like in the family that I grew up where like, that's just not like a prevalent thing. And even looking like now in my family, like that's just not really a thing that everyone really fully like lives in and believes. Right. So I want to show like not only like clients and friends and like love, but like family too, that it's possible that these stories can be rewritten. Right. It's time to rewrite your money stories. So I would recommend like making a list of all the stories and beliefs and th- that you have about money, all the things you say about money, write it down. And all the questions that you ask about money, write them down and then go through that list and see which ones feel disempowering and limiting and diminishing and terrifying. And then look to see like, okay, well, how can I rewrite that one to where it feels more empowering and like possible and exciting and joyful. And then like that new list you have of the money stories and questions that you've rewritten just start to like like repeat those every day and live in those every day and bring your awareness back to like those stories that you're rewriting and it really does work y'all got this Mm. i am abundance i need no external circumstances or conditions to prove them that i am abundant i I am am abundance hallelujah hallelujah Girl, can I get an amen? Amen and um, amen. Um, amen, amen, amen. <laughs> um, but yeah, y'all, money is okay to have. Abundance is okay to experience. It's possible for everyone. You deserve it. You got this. Now go get your life. Period. Period. Mm. Remember, if y'all have questions about like money, abundance, any of the things that have come up from previous episodes or from today, feel free to send those in to us and we're happy to address them on future episodes. You can always send them to our Instagram. It's fine. You're fine. We're fine. Or you can email them to us, podcast that it's fine.online and all the other ways that you know how to get a hold of us. <laughs> feel free to. Um, so for today's Q&A segment, we do have a question that isn't like related to money or abundance, but it's still a really great question that is from a previous episode. Yes. So, um, all right, let me drink water. Okay. Um, how do I fall in love with being human? So 
if I'm correct, this person is um, referring to the, an episode that we talked about. Um, yeah, probably the Ascension episode. Because I know that's usually when I talk to people about falling in love with being human right. is when I'm talking to people about Ascension. Could this dissonance I feel with life here on planet Earth and humanity be an indicator that I have incarnated incarnated here after lives on another planet or as another species? It's a good question. You know, like this is something I was just talking about yesterday to some of my students and a channeling workshop about because, you know, sometimes I bring up Ascension there and I and sharing with them, like, you know, how important it is to fall in love with being human. And because I know I've found over the years in the spiritual, metaphysical, new age worlds, like there's so often this obsession with like transforming all of our karma and healing all of our wounds so that we can hurry up and ascend and we don't have to come back as human anymore. But like that just lives in the future. It right. doesn't live in the present. So like it's defeating the purpose, no matter how much work you're trying to do for that destination, you're missing the point of being in this moment right now and allowing yourself to be present in the journey that you're making, right? So, so like, number one, how do you fall in love with being human? It's like, you first have to decide that like you are going to start loving being human, right? Like, and that can look like you just focusing on each moment. Maybe you're being grateful and living in gratitude for what you have and what you're experiencing. And even like the things that you don't have that you want to experience. Like there's so much beauty in being human. There's so much beauty in life. And so like, it's really about you like redirecting your attention. Cause if you're fine that like, you're not falling in love with being human and maybe you like, you hate this human existence or want it to hurry up and be over. It's because you are spending so much time and your thoughts and your energy focused on everything that's going wrong in your life and in the world. And you're just focusing your awareness so much on all those things that feel defeating and disempowering and diminishing. So like the same way that you're doing that, you can make a conscious act of choice to shift your awareness to what is working in your life, what you're grateful for, what is happening to all the abundance that's showing up in your life right now. No matter who you are, there's beauty and magic all around you but you're not yeah, going yeah. to experience it unless you allow yourself to see it and then focus on it and live in it. So every time you notice your thoughts and your awareness, focusing on all those defeating, diminishing, disempowering things, redirect your energy, redirect your awareness to what you're grateful for, to what's amazing and miraculous and beautiful and joyful about your life. Even if you feel like it's only a, a th one or two things, then take yourself back to that every time and allow yourself to continue living in that. And that is over time going to help you get to that point where you like can start to feel that like love and excitement of being human. Yeah. I agree with everything that Matt has said. And I will also add that fall in love with the choice that you made to be here as a human being on the planet earth, no other planet at any other time, you made the choice to be here because it is for your highest good spiritually mm -hmm. for your soul. This is the choice that you made. No one else made Literally. this choice for you. You wouldn't maybe, be here if you weren't ready. Maybe you didn't remember making that choice, but you did. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and you made that choice because you wanted to 
learn and experience the beauty, the abundance and the possibility that is available in the human body on the Amen. planet Earth. Amen. That's so, a beautiful thing. Right. If you can, whatever you need to do, but step outside, look around you. There's infinite beauty to be seen and experience. You know, this whole second. planet is, is existing. It continues to exist for millions and millions and millions of years out of pure miraculousness and wonder. There's no, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, so get your ass in the flow and get with the program <laughs> and let's just be happy. Yeah. So that second part of the question about like, cause this dissonance I feel with humanity and life have to maybe do with being from like some other planet or system sure that's possible right but like you definitely don't want to to like, like live in that as like okay like i don't like being human because i've maybe come from somewhere else where it's a different experience right because you if if that is the truth of your experience like it's helpful to have understanding but you definitely can't let it become your excuse of like well i'm not like from here so i just kind of gotta like past my time until I can get out of here because you're here for a reason. Now, in this particular question from this person, what I feel like on a more like intuitive psychic level is that that is not the case with this, with the um, listener who sent in this question, that it is not really about like you being from somewhere else. It honestly just feels like you've lived so many lifetimes where there's just been a lot of bullshit that you've had to try to like navigate and a lot of heaviness that you've had to, that you've experienced. So it's really just kind of like, like jaded your perception about life and about humanity. And so like, you know, and I know who this person is and I know like, you know, some of like kind of, you know, their path. And so that the path that you've been called to in this lifetime, especially for your healing and your growth and your spirituality and your transformation, is all about like trying to remind you that it's possible for you to live an amazing life that you feel good about and where you're happy and where you're joyful. But like the only person that can make that happen for you is you. And that's not about trying to change and shift all the things in your external world. It's about transforming everything in your internal world and how you're relating to everything in your external world. Yeah. Like if you don't shift you, your life can't shift. Exactly. And I was going to say the dissonance intuitively, this, when I read dissonance, the first thing that comes to me is resistance. Wow. And what you resist persists. persists. So <laughs> actually there's twofold here that's, that, that I'm getting, but the more resistant you are to being here and to being a human being and to being on planet earth, the harder it's going to be for you to be here. Mm -hmm. The sooner you can accept, approve, and love being human, the sooner that you will see this dissonance that you have with being here and humanity dissipate. Yeah. One. And 
too, if, you know, something that I, I hear people that have asked similar questions to this say is, oh, I hate the world. I People are so cruel. People are so rude. What is the world coming to? Like all of these things, Oh yeah. you know, that kind of vibe, like, oh, everyone's just like, greedy our capitalist system blah 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 i can't believe what where we're at as a as a world politically and there's people dying and starving all of these things that is you looking outward at yourself <laughs> so if you're seeing a lot of ugliness and hatefulness and terribleness and you know things that you don't want to see every single bit of that as a reflection of a belief that you have somewhere inside. Everything hmm. that we see on the outside is a mirror of who we are on the inside. So if you want to see a better world and you want to interact with quote, better people, start to be what you want to see, period. So that's how you're going to find all those people those experiences by being at first. Be what you want to see and that's all I have to say about mm. that. Mm. You know, and if like the sharing of these things brings up any questions for you or even just any thoughts that you like to share, like send them in to us. Like we would love to hear if you feel like this is a conversation that like you feel like you need to go deeper into or want to look at an aspect in your life specifically and how that applies. We're absolutely happy to, you know, address that on the whether on the show or just privately, right? However. Um, you know, obviously we'd love to be able to share things on the show, but we're always more than happy and willing to respect your privacy if that's something that you request. Yeah. So remember you can send questions to us or it's fine moments that you want to share to it's fine, you're fine, we're fine on Instagram or to our email address podcast at it's fine.online. And as a reminder, Tony and I are going to take the month of August off. We will be back in September and in September we'll be in Hawaii for mine and Michael's wedding. So Tony and I are going to start off September with, with some episodes about love and relationships. And we're even going to bring some special guests on with us, which we'll wait to surprise you with then. And just keep listening. And for any of those of you that are going to be fiending for episodes, while they're not coming in August, I promise you it'll be well worth the wait. So excited to get those episodes going in September. Um, mm, especially and to be, recording straight from Hawaii. I was say, and to be coming live from Hawaii. Yeah. All so right. All that good vibes. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Bye, honeys. See Bye. you soon. That's fine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at it's fine, you're fine, we're fine. And check the link in the bio to find out how to work with us and what we're up to. Remember, it's fine, you're fine, we're fine. Your journey is all in perfect order.